0: This is the minute where you'll hear digital product insights from our Better Product Podcast guests in 10 minutes or less.
1: Hey everyone, Anna here. In this episode, we're revisiting one of our first episodes featuring Kyle Lacey, now the Chief Marketing Officer for Lessonly. At the time of this recording, he was VP of Marketing and he shared how some of Lessonly's now pervasive brand came to be. Now you'll hear Christian and me discussing the role that brand played in Leslie's ability to differentiate from other software companies. What will you learn in these few minutes? Here's Christian. The honesty of the brand like trickles down. The authenticity of Max as their CEO. Yeah. That was really interesting.
0: Totally. And I think when you read about startups that have a founder that has a distinct vision, mm-hmm. really the growth of the startup, the success kind of is determined by how well, you can scale that vision down throughout the company. And what's interesting with Kyle is he wasn't there from the beginning. He came in a a few years after Lesson Lee had started and he got what Max was trying to do and could execute on that. But I think that's part of being honest is like a lot of the keys to... Your product's messaging, even when you scale to new markets, is really rooted in what it was to begin with and just finding new stories to yeah. tell.
1: Something else that was really interesting about that, too, is how they are doing things a bit differently. So, like a lot of B2B SaaS companies, big sales teams going out, you know, direct to customer kind of selling, and they're leaning so heavily on their brand. And yeah. he, I think what he said it was so interesting about the idea that you can't, if you're, going to, if you're going to compete on features, you're not going to win. Everyone's got the same features, but you have to build that brand that people are going to fall in love with. Like they're going to fall in love mm-hmm. with your story, and those are the people who are going to want to do business with you.
0: I think when he said that comment about, Good product will sell itself. I had the same sort of skepticism, thinking, well, I don't know if that's true. But I think what he meant is not that you just make a good product and you just put it on the internet and everybody's just going to buy it. It was more that good product will sell itself, meaning look at the product. All the things that you need to sell this and market this should be reflected in the product. One of the things that I think a lot of B2B companies struggle with, and I think it's kind of old school mentality, is we build features and products for large customers. We that's even how saw a lot that.
1: of the software in this town was built, right? It was vaporware and they built it to the first couple of people who would buy software.
0: All large contract driven and then over time you keep building these and You make good money that way, but eventually your product becomes kind of unstable and unsustainable. So they have the six pillars driving the product. So it's not as if they'll just do anything in the product to kind of you know customize it for a new client. It still has to roll up into something larger, which makes it a lot easier for them to tell their story through the product. Whereas a lot of B2B companies, if you continue to create customizations for clients over time, You're left after a few years with something that just doesn't look like anything.
1: We didn't get much into this with him, but the way that the product marketing and the product management sides of the house are so integrated. And the idea that when customer requests come in, they kind of bucket them into the buckets are ready and they fall into a pillar of, you know, what pillar of do better work does this request fall into? And then, of course, what team builds it? Because each team mm-hmm. is responsible for a different pillar. And I think that it probably is another way they, they keep from doing that such deep customization is they they almost like they have their roadmap themes preset in a way.
0: Right. And he mentioned switching over to sort of agile marketing, which you hear more and more about, but still not a lot of people practice it. That allows his team to be just as flexible. Like when he joked about not having a strategy, I think it was a joke. I don't know. He might be serious, but. He seems to be succeeding, so if he doesn't have a strategy, then maybe this is a new way of doing things.
1: And he had this great quote, they're concerned about what's true right now, and then they adapt as things change, which I think is a generally agile lesson that, Mm -hmm. I mean, we can all take and apply.
0: There's this idea that in the B2B world, you have to like, everybody has to talk like in features and capabilities, and it's almost as if, if you were to personify a brand voice for B2B, it's like somebody's wearing a suit. Or a power suit or whatever they call it. That's almost like the traditional logic, I guess, if a tradition existed in B to B.
1: Like professional trust.
0: But now lessonly is taken and it's not unprofessional, but it's but it's very personable. It's very direct. So they're creating a brand that I think we would see with B to C. When you think about, I don't know casper mattresses or a lot of this warby parker a lot of this space getting taken over by brands that are speaking directly to consumers
1: yeah and i think another good example of kind of what they're similar to what they're doing is mailchimp i mean mailchimp has a really playful fun brand and it's a b2b product i think people can use it
0: email marketing is also highly competitive and like it's really well established so the only way mailchimp's really been able to succeed is through a strong brand and a brand voice coming through and i think lessonly is Probably ahead of the curve in their industry, which we don't—we don't know all the competitors there. But I would venture to say that there's nothing wrong with establishing that brand now, because ultimately, over time, and as we see with technology, it moves so fast that you have to find something that actually competes when everybody's doing the same thing.
1: I mean, that's what Kyle said, right? I mean, if they—if you go to feature-feature comparison with them, you know, you might lose. But if they love you, and if they love your brand, and they, then they'll want to do business with you.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Better Product feed. If you haven't yet, be sure to join the community of product professionals all on a mission to build better product at, you guessed it, betterproduct.community.